Oh yeah, I love this kind of music. I can just picture me and my big old Peter build out in one of them dusty towns in the Midwest, or maybe all the way out west for all I know. Pull up to a little old truck stop, get out with my boots on and my spurs and my Peter built belt buckle. Ching, 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 ching. Into the truck stop, here comes Troy. And there she is at the fuel desk. Little old filly. What's her name tag say? Ruth Ann. What do you think, Ruth Ann? Would you come with me? Would you give up that job? That dead end job? Come and ride with me and my Peterbilt, Ruth Ann. Okay. <laughs> I've been thinking about this song all day. I'll put it in here. What do you think? Okay. Would you come with me? I would come with you. Would you really? I would. All right. I thought you'd get a kick out of this little intro. <laughs> it's definitely... You like this song I picked? It sounds like something I would hear off of Young Guns. Off of Young Guns? Yeah. No. Well, check it out. I just wanted to use this as an intro for our newest pod. I'm out riding west today. All right. Thank you. Welcome to Talk CDL. Yeah, all right. 2021 trucking times. I mean, it, it is uh, a new year. Everybody's hoping for a better year. But there's a lot going on in trucking. There is. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, reading... That's always good. Yeah. Well, I was reading about a, they had this little kind of a rolling protest in, uh, I think it was Missouri. Let me, let me look at my notes here. Rolling protest? Well, I mean, that's what I'm calling it. Okay. Um, here's what it says. Oops. Wrong article uh, that I wanted to read, actually. Um, here, here we go. So... It said, on Thursday, a group of truckers came together in Joplin, Missouri, to bring attention to regulatory issues that they say could cripple the trucking industry. So, they did a slow roll po- protest. Yeah, so it was a rolling protest. Okay, now I understand what yeah. you meant by it. Well, and, and they so they go slow. It says, uh, this happened on I-44, uh, about a dozen trucks convoyed from Joplin to... Boys de Arc, then back to Joplin, and they ran at 55 miles an hour. I think the speed limit in Missouri is 70, so they were running 15 under, all in a nice, quiet protest, probably blew their horns a few times, trying to uh, bring attention to a couple of issues that's going on in trucking that a lot of truck drivers are fearing. It says the slow rollers said that they were concerned about a number of regulatory issues that could be ushered now. It says ushered. Ushered now that Trump is out of office. Hmm. So I guess the Biden administration, they're thinking, is going to do things differently. Who knows? Ushered meaning, like, pull pull in, brought forth, you know, ushered. I guess, Pushed yeah. through. So, so here's three topics. Okay. Uh, first one is speed limiters. It says uh, safety groups across the country have called for mandated speed limiters on semi-trucks for years. By the way, I got this off of CDL Life. Okay. So you guys out there, if you haven't heard of CDL Life, check them out. But most people have by now. Yeah. Great, it's a good site. Great trucking news. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking that too. You know, the trucking industry is so big that 
We don't even need to talk about news out of trucking. There's never a dull moment in trucking. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> so, it's a safety groups across the country have called for mandated speed limiters on semi-trucks for years, um, in spite of the fact that trucking groups say that is it's a danger. The Joplin protesters are concerned that the Biden administration could get behind these efforts to require the controversial tech on trucks, skyrocketing the minimum insurance. Oh, that's, that's going to be the second one. I actually went right to the second one. Let's talk about this for a second. <coughs> Excuse me. The... Speed limiters on trucks. Mm-hmm. And I know when I when I drove, Ohio was a split speed. You could do 55 in a big truck. Cars could do 70. Mm-hmm. It, Michigan was like the same, I think. And it wasn't safe. I agree. I agree with the drivers. When you're, when you're going slow on the interstate, you're just as much of a danger as the guy going too fast. True. Yeah. It's, it's just a fact. It is. Um, but to, now they're wanting to mandate trucks, and what I heard was 65. So, you know, one of the biggest things, that, and, and I've talked to truck drivers a million times, and one of the things that truck drivers even especially look for in a job, one of their criterias is a truck that does the speed limit. Mm-hmm. So now here you are telling, and this is really what blows my mind. Now you got a guy that, is an owner-operator, owns his own truck, pays for his own insurance, and now you're going to tell that guy he can only do 65 down the interstate, and he can't, like, for example, some states is speed limit 75 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell this guy he cannot do the speed limit. Just because his truck's big. Yeah, I mean... Because you know, a regular truck can go in it. Just because it's a big truck? Because yeah. it's a semi? Go ahead. Well, I mean, there's more to it to me. Not only that, but they have statistically proven that when someone's driving slower than the speed limit in front of you, that it instigates road rage. Yeah, no, that, so that's very true. If they're going to sit there and say, you can't, you know, they wonder why p- these these cars will cut off a truck. I'm a road rager. He, he can't be, yes. So if, if, a, if a person cuts off a big truck. Get out of my what do you think that they normally would be doing? They're road raging because the truck couldn't go fast enough for him, so he just cut them off. Oh yeah. Not so what they're million. doing is they're 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 harming. They're actually telling people, "Go ahead, and we're gonna do this for you, so that you can get more aggravated, you can have more road rage, and you can have your life more at danger." Because we're gonna go ahead and not let the trucks be able to go faster. So you can get more angry because they can't get out your way fast enough for you to go and cut them off. I think if they're going to do this, I think that they're obligated now to put up signs in every state that says the national speed limit for tractor trailers is whatever, you know, if it's 65. That way the general public can go, yeah, they are only allowed to do 65. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that way maybe because you're right that actually they have proved that. Somebody going too slow mm-hmm. incites road rage. Yeah. It's now put a big, now put a big truck in that say it's going up a hill. Well, a truck can't go fast up a hill to begin with. Generally, you know, it always slows them down. So now they're even more. They didn't get that momentum that a lot of times trucks. You know, drivers depend on that momentum that they can get sometimes to get up that hill without dropping all their gears. Yeah, well, there's no doubt that it'll take take you longer to get up a hill 
if you can't, you know, hit that hill at 75, 80 or whatever, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But I, I just, in all sincerity, I, I, the trucking industry is so numb, I think from regulations and, and getting hit with, I mean, this hours of service, mm-hmm. you know, that the, 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 uh, ELDs that they laid on truck drivers a, a couple of years ago, it's, it's, it's like, it, it, what I'm getting at is it's, it's hard enough to keep people interested in trucking right now. And the more you, the more you keep regulating it and regulating it and regulating it. And it's always regulated by somebody that's not a truck driver. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Well, didn't, didn't the, the lady that was head over the FMCSA, didn't she just re- like leave the office? I don't know. I thought it was, a, I thought it was a guy. No, no, no. It's not, not the FMCSA. It's yeah. the, the, the lady she was a lady. It was the Department of Transportation. She overseen some portion of it. She's not there anymore. I don't know. What does that matter? Well, I guess not much when it's, but it's still part of the uh, Department of Transportation. Yeah. So, but anyways, let's uh, go to this next. Let's go to this next uh, concern that's in this article: the skyrocketing of minimum insurance, uh, minimum insurance liability requirements, and. You know, dealing with like our friend Rufus, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been he's been telling me he's you know we got a lot of people just in this area that over the last year or two had to sell their truck because of insurance going up. So right now, I guess the requirement is still seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, but they're moving it to two million, meaning that's you've got to have a minimum coverage of two million dollars. But of course, everything's going to go up. It says uh, during the summer of twenty twenty, Illinois. Rep- uh, Representative Choi, C H U Y Choi, is that how you pr- pronounce it? Chewy, mm-hmm. Chewy, Chewy Garcia introduced a controversial provision to the transportation bill that would result in the startling increase in minimum insurance requirements for truckers. Garcia said that uh, the said that the insurance hike is meant to benefit the families of crash victims. So. What he's trying to do is get victims more money. Mm-hmm. It says the measure passed in the Democrat-led House, but was blocked in the then Republican-led Senate. Now that the Democrats hold power in both the House and the Senate, truckers are concerned that the heavy insurance burden could become a reality. Many truckers say that the insurance cost increase could put small companies out of business, and I agree. No, yeah, it's very likely to. But they also should make sure that if they're going to do that with the speed, do that with the, not only the speeding, but with the insurance, they should also make sure every truck has front and rear cameras to prove innocence when something happens so that they wouldn't have to pay out. Well, we know that that, that the in, inbound, ca- the inside camera and, and the Trucks with cameras have been vindicated, vindicated more since they have those cameras right. in, in times past when, for example, somebody cuts a trucker off and he gets and he rear ends the guy, you were guilty automatically mm-hmm. because you're supposed to be in control of your car and you say, well, the guy came in, cut me off and I hit him. Well, no, we have to fire you because you should have blah, blah, blah. They, they give these cornball rules, but then when the cameras came out, obviously everybody's seeing a car zipping in, they're going, oh my gosh, look at that. And right. 
And so he's vindicated, and the insurance company, like you said, doesn't have to pay out. Um, but going from seven fifty to two two million, that's two and a half times. That's that's really high. Yeah. I mean, like, well, that's, that's a huge hike. That means two and a half times your your monthly rate, and it just at this point, you know, in certain with certain jobs as an owner operator, you just can't afford to do it anymore. So I can see the big concern. Uh, but they're not going to raise the rates. Well, you raise the rates and insurance, all our, I'm sorry, inflation, the whole nine yards goes up. Mm-hmm. And then the third concern that they have, autonomous. <laughs> autonomous driving technology. This is what it says. It says drivers fear their jobs as multiple companies move forward with the development of driverless truck tech. But they are also concerned about highway safety when there's no one behind the wheel as a fail-safe against the glitch. So let's address that for a second. So drivers are starting to worry about driverless trucks. And it's a reality. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to happen. A a lot of people, you know, you hear a lot of people arguing all the time, well, they ain't going to be able to drive in the snow, they can't unload, they can't do this, they can't. Trust me, that's all getting fixed. They're working through it. It's it. They wouldn't be sticking in billions of dollars if this wasn't going to happen. And it is going to happen. Now, whether it's going to be completely driverless or not, that remains to be seen. You know, a lot, of, a lot of articles I read said, well, autonomous trucks will still have somebody in there in case something goes wrong. But what's the point of autonomous if you still have to have a driver inside of it? Well, the point is the driver can sleep and get more rest, and the truck doesn't have to slow down. I don't understand that. If it's a, in case of emergency, the driver shouldn't be sleeping. Well, I agree with that also. So, I mean, honestly, we'll we'll see what's going to happen. But the one thing that people don't realize is if they don't need a driver in that truck, then there won't be a seat for the driver. There won't be a steering wheel. There probably won't even be a cabin. It'll just be for, you know, I'm sorry, it'll be the tractor, okay, with the four sets of drives and the two steers, you know, hooked it'll to It'll be a, all funky looking. It'll, yeah, I mean, you don't, you you can save a lot of money on the weight of the vehicle by not having, <coughs> excuse me, by not having the cabin. Mm-hmm. But, or the seats or, you know, but air conditioning. This is just my, this is just my opinion on all of it. The greedier, the greedier the rich get, these ideas come. Mm-hmm. If the rich man's not making enough money, this, I mean, this is, it's all about money. You can't, there's absolutely no way you can tell me that it's not about money. There's, there's no other reason behind anything. The love of the, the love of money is the root to all evil. That's what mm-hmm. it says. And so the amount of jobs, millions of people out of work if again i'm not i'm not being mr conspiracy and i'm not saying let's panic but these drivers are starting to worry their big worry is in the next 10 to 20 years most of them are not going to be able to get a job most of them won't that's if autonomous trucks really do take over mm-hmm. i mean i'd like to know what everybody thinks about that i mean i know i, I read the blogs on talk cdl and when we have something autonomous on there most of them are laughing and saying, oh, it'll never happen, it'll never happen. But, I mean, they've got trucks that go across the country right now that are in every state being tested. 
that don't have drivers. I mean, they're literally have a driver sitting there, but most of them are successfully running on the roads, in cities, on the highways. I know they did testing in Tampa, but I don't know. I just think it's the. I just I don't I don't agree with it myself. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or a, a you know a, a, just a somebody a buzz killer here, but you know these are these are the issues in trucking. I mean, and that's you know what our job is to do is to try to you know, bring these stories and try to break it down. But, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll be out of a job. Hey, if they take away drivers, we won't really have anything to talk about. That's true. You know, because who's going to... We can make in front of the autonomous. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to tune in if it's all autonomous trucks? Talk CDL. But there's no drivers to talk about anymore. Uh, Just um, a bunch of robot trucks. Everybody be like, I ain't listening to that crap. What the hell? We could we could still do like the what's what's the the videos that we put together the the driver ones were because well, there's still going to be four wheelers cutting off the autonomous trucks. I, I can <laughs> I can tell you this if you know how Tuxedo's got a lot of multi million viewed crash compilation videos. <laughs> can you imagine if we can get like a nice compilation of of some Teslas and some you know. Uh, freight liners with no drivers and it just crashing everywhere. Uh-huh. That might go viral too. Yeah, so. I think it would. But anywho, how about before we move on, we go ahead and mention one of our sponsors. What do you want to mention first? You want to mention Rev. Let's mention Rev. We just got done talking about insurance. We did. We just got done talking about how uh, they're looking to double it and more than double it. So this might be a good time to call Rev and have them on standby. Yeah. yeah if you're paying too much for your insurance, if you think you are, uh, a, a five-second phone call will will be worth it, whether they can help you or not. Right. Um, but they claim to be able to save people a lot of money. So, you know, even if it's a couple thousand bucks a year, you know, it's oh, money in your pocket. Definitely. What's the number for Rev Insurance? 800-347-5373. Yep, that's 800-347-5373. That's Rev Insurance, and they only work with truck drivers, so um, they are uh, 100% uh, experts on trucking insurance. So moving on, Miss Ruth Ann. So, oh, okay, let's let's move on. Uh, moving on, The uh, listen to this story. Long-haul trucking um, is now saying that they are ready. Are you ready for this? They are ready for fully battery-operated semi-trucks. Long, long distance trucks. I, I, that's scary to battery me. Battery and not gas or fuel. No battery. I mean, most of them are lithium. And look, all my lithium powered tools last forever. But that's weird to think about how one could last for on a tractor trailer. Well, you know, actually, yeah, they can have. I got it. Honestly, listen to this. Mm, Solar panels on the top of the cu- the, the the cab. Right? They, I'm sure they thought of that and it ain't going to work. Why? Well, because they didn't do it. Okay. Do you well, think you that don't all know. of a sudden, wait, do you think that all of a sudden the expert battery making people didn't say, hmm, maybe we can do it with the uh, solar panels? Do you think Ruth Ann from ToxEDL thought this one up all by herself? Well, for, for charging the battery, yeah. So you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you better write it down and trademark it. Tra- it's trademarked. Yeah. 
Redance, verbally trademarked. It's a ver- it's a verbal a verbal trademark. And here's the thing, on top of all the trailers. So if you though, see a semi truck with like solar panels on it, I will have to say I need my rights. Can you imagine what that would look like? <laughs> Bunch of solar panels. You wouldn't you wouldn't see you wouldn't see it. No, not I, much. I mean, it would look black, but I you know. I think the makers of trucks already thought about it. Okay, well, what about the trailers? Solar power of the trailers? Yeah, just put it going across the back. You, uh, if you plug, if you if you're plugging in your air hoses, right? Your uh, air hoses. This is. What's the What's the fact of not you know you have a solar panels that run all all across the top of the trailer mm-hmm. and all you do is use you know plug a little little three pronger in in your in, in the your, cab in your pigtail. Yeah, well, next to the pigtail. Yeah, but like right there, and then you have your air hoses. And then you have. <laughs> Welcome to the world of Ruth Ann. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got that one. There's no way. <laughs> well, no, here's what it says experts in the clean energy industry are claiming that batteries are ready to support long haul trucking, but there are a few catches. Yeah. <laughs> of approximately 25 potential long range zero emission truck models, all expected for a release in 22. Only five are powered by fuel cells. The rest run on lithium-ion batteries. Just a few years ago, a battery-powered big rig was unthinkable due to concerns over cost, weight, durability, and charging time. But the technology is changing, and these concerns may soon be invalid, according to the report by Forbes. Um, It says... uh, the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory recently released a study outlining that because battery-powered trucks will not need a fuel tank, multi-speed transmission, and much of the drivetrain components, a battery-powered truck capable of traveling 500 miles per day would weigh in about 8,000 pounds. <laughs> this means that the traditional semi-truck converted for Battery power would experience 10% loss in payload maximum, and a semi-truck designed for a battery power could experience a drop in payload as 3%. So, you know, honestly, and, and, and this the article goes on to talk about, okay, now the charging time, they think they can get it down to 30 minutes. A fully charged attractor. So that really isn't a whole lot of difference when you pull into fuel in an island. Most of the time you're there 30 minutes or more waiting to get in line or till you go in and get out of there and, you know, use the bathroom. It's it's people think you can get in and fuel in 15 minutes. That's what in a perfect world you pull off, there's an open line and you literally um, pump it and 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 fuel it and you're out of there. It's very rare that you're in and out of there in 15 minutes. It's it's 30 plus minutes no matter what anyways. So that that charging thing, if they get it down to that, that's not going to be a big deal. I just don't see batteries lasting <laughs> that long in the trucking industry. And then it said a 10% payload reduction possibly and a 3% loss. Well, if you think about that for a second, that's 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 almost like speed limiters. The more you lessen, you know, for example, in the speed limiters we were just talking about, mm-hmm. the more you drop down their speed... That's just more hours needed in the trucking industry to deliver freight. Mm -hmm. Okay. The more you drop down payload, if you can't gross out at 80,000 pounds, it said 10% loss possibly. If that's the case, that's 8,000 pound difference that you can't, you know, haul. If, If I was reading that right, 
So if you have a that's that's just more truckloads that have to be delivered. Good thing they're getting autonomous trucks, I guess. Mm, no, more no. trucks out on the road. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, you know, it's there's always a negative to a positive. And I, look, I don't. I like Tesla cars. I think they're pretty freaking cool. Um, but here's the thing: they say if you step down on that pedal, you can watch your your battery power go down real fast. You know, so it's it's a matter of, you know, pulling out at the right speed and everything else to to maintain to be able to get that 500 miles in. And so what they're also thinking about doing is. They now have to start putting in a, f- a power station to be able to do this every 500 miles everywhere in America. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, literally, like all the way up 95, you need a, a power station at least every four to 500 miles to be able to get these guys from one power unit to the next just uh-huh. to be able to keep going. Go ahead. They'll have to scatter it because if not, then... Every one of those power stations, because that's the only ones available for 500 miles, will be so full all the time. You know what I mean? So they'll have to scatter. They'll have to have a power station every so many miles. Not not like that, but there's going to have to be a lot of them. If I'm a TA or a pilot, I'm already thinking about adding these in myself. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like when, when AT&T and them, they started losing phone because of the... Cell phones coming in, mm-hmm. people that that caught that that invested in all the other cell phone industries, really capitalized. It's like Netflix and Amazon, all these other ten dollar a month TV stations you can get now. Mm-hmm. All the cable companies, they lost by not keeping up on the bandwagon with mm-hmm. that stuff and charging higher rates instead of thinking you're better give some stuff out for free. Right. If I'm if I'm a if I'm the truck stops, I'm I'm thinking of a way. Because I'm about to lose a lot of money. Look at California. One of the big things is California has this big zero emissions thing Mm -hmm. by whatever year. It's only a couple of years from now. They're saying everybody cannot be in California unless you have zero emissions. That means everybody's got to be an electric vehicle to get into the state of California. Goofballs. But bottom line is, bottom line is everybody's striving for this zero emissions now. And so it seems to be electronic cars and trucks are going to be... The future. But, but. So weird. All right. So I'm not the smartest tool in the shed or sharpest one in the shed, I should say. I second that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but to make these vehicles be no emissions. Right. Can't and they go. Any, any. So they go to electronic, right? Right. So to make them. Isn't it? Oh, they, you need you need powered motors to be able to run. But but what I'm saying is, to make electricity, you have to have a fuel to power the components to make the electricity. Unless they start making that all battery operated too, you know. So like Hoover Dam, right? That supplies all that stuff. Like it's 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 power. Are they gonna like? Make that solar. I mean, right now it's powered by I water. How, I but don't I mean, know how a freaking jumbo jet's going to land in California. <laughs> I mean, they don't have. They don't have. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. They don't have battery operated jumbo jets. They're all going to get solar <laughs> for LAX. Exactly. You it's going to be. Yeah, they're going to have one of Ruth Ann's solar panels <laughs> panels on a seven forty seven now. I mean, it's just not going to work. Solar air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's we get you to China and California in one flight. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it's right across the pond. I, I get it. <laughs> People are going, what is she talking about? So anyways. I told you I'm not sharp. Okay, so going back to this for a second, that zero emission thing is, I don't... I, I can't conceive it. Right. I mean, I guess they're really meaning all driving vehicles because obviously they're not going to stop airplanes from coming in and out of their state. But how do they get their, their electricity? How does how does California get their electricity? I don't know. I mean, for a, a long time, I know they were buying a lot of it off Texas. They were having a problem. But, I, you know, you're, you're asking me. I'm not an expert on electricity. But And that's the thing. I just don't. I not, I'm not grasping how you can be completely no emission when the stuff that makes that stuff that is no emissions needs the emissions. Mm-hmm. So no. it's kind of like a little circle to me. Yeah, no, I, I really, I don't know. And if I'm being honest with you. Um, I don't want to say I don't care, but the bottom line is um, elect- electric and battery-operated vehicles are... I mean, Tesla's proving it. Elon Musk just became the richest guy in the world. He just passed Bezos out. So, I mean, there's a huge investment in, in this new Strive. If you're smart, maybe you'll get on that bandwagon and invest. Let's move on, but let's hit one of our um, sponsors, Ruthann National Carriers. NCI. Out of Irving, Texas. Mm-hmm. Great company. Great people to deal with. They are. You know what I like about them? And and I, I just because they're our sponsors, we don't sponsor anybody we don't like, um, if, if we're being honest. National, they are like the nicest people you can get on the phone and talk to. Mm-hmm. They are also a company that doesn't deal with broker freight. Mm-hmm. This is a company that is owned by... A beef company, National Beef. Right. So you go to work for these guys, you never have to worry about freight. And one of the things I keep telling truck drivers, if if you're going to work for somebody and you're out there interviewing trucking companies, you might want to stop asking how much you're getting paid and worrying about only the freight lanes that you have to drive in because you're a truck driver. You, you might ask, what's your freight? Mm-hmm. And how long is your contract for? Or are you owned by your freight? Because after all, you're in the freight business. Mm-hmm. That should be your one of your first questions uh, out of your mouth when you're talking to these guys. If somebody's got a 389 Pete for you, but they're all brokered out and like it's all, you know, uh, different type of running as far as they don't run in the East Coast and they don't run do this and they don't do that, there's a good chance you're not going to get miles. There's a good chance you're going to have a lot of headaches with, you know, dealing with the brokers and all that good stuff. Ruthann's going, come on, move on, Troy. No, I'm just saying. National Carriers, give them their number. 888-311-7076. Yeah, give them a call. And uh, owner, operators, lease, and company drivers. Ruthann, moving on. We got, I think, one last thing I want to talk about. On Talk CDL here. Oh, gosh. Okay, so check this out. It's, it's a little bizarre story I read today. A trucker. Obviously, <laughs> a trucker beat up a fuel tanker driver or no, a fuel tank guy at the tr- the Tremonton, Tremonton, Utah truck stop. And it says um, thir- uh, they, they got into an argument over parking at the Garden State Travel Plaza. Now, I read a couple different articles on this. Basically, the guy was there to pump fuel into the ground, I guess, to fill the tanks. And the truck driver, um, his name is Danny Jerome Johnson, was in the way. He was parked where the fuel truck guy had to pump the fuel in. Mm. Now, this is the bizarre part. It says, it says the tank driver told the police that he was there to re- refill the plaza's fuel tanks. 
and the semi was parked where he needed to be to do his job. He said he asked the trucker, identified as Danny Jerome Johnson, to move his semi, and the trucker became belligerent. The man said the trucker grabbed a pipe and from the steps, I guess his steps, and uh, of, of the cab. Excuse me. And he said the trucker allegedly hit the fuel man multiple times with the pipe, striking him on the head and neck. Officers said the fuel truck driver had several cuts on his head, neck, and left hand, left hand, and the left side of his head was swollen. A, tre- a Tremonton Garland police officer said others saw the two men arguing at the fuel pumps. They said Johnson got a pipe and hit the victim several times. Witnesses said they yelled at Johnson to stop. Okay, so bottom line with this is the dude jumps into his truck and takes off, and he gets up on Interstate 84, and they have an APB on him. They pull him over. They arrest him. He admits it. I guess this supposedly, allegedly admitted it. But the bottom line is, I'm not sure the way that story came out. It, does it not, when you hear that story, and look, I'm not defending the trucker just because he's a trucker, okay? We don't always just defend anybody unless, but when I hear a story that sounds like it's got holes in it, I asked him to move his truck because he was in the way. I had to do my job, and he got belligerent, grabbed a pipe, and started beating me. People, if you just ask somebody nicely, hey, listen, bud, I'm, I got a pump the fuel in here is there any way you can move for me i got to get this pumped into the ground um it it doesn't i'm telling you now unless the dude was on bath salts or you know acid or something and and was tripping and and decided to just beat somebody up that day he's having a bad day i don't buy that you just asked him and he flipped out at you I, i don't buy that i something the way you asked him or Maybe you didn't ask him. Maybe you got all mouthy with him and said, listen, dude, you're in the wrong spot. You got to move. Move now. And maybe the truck driver, I'm just surmising. Maybe the truck driver said, just give me a second. And he started flipping out at him. And then the truck driver went and got a pipe. I don't know, but it doesn't sound to me altogether there. And even even it said witnesses said they seen the two men arguing before he went and got that pipe. So what do you think? Well, I have a couple of thoughts. One is he should have never grabbed the pipe, period. So, you know, that's, that was wrong for him to do because now look at, look at the position he's in. Yeah, it's called jail. So if, he, if, if, if the fuel guy came in and said, if he said nicely, I need you to move and didn't explain why, maybe he was having a, a, a like, oh, I don't want to move my truck because I don't want to lose my spot type of attitude. I mean, he wouldn't have paid for it, would he? Because... Where it's located, it's not. It was that a legal spot to be parked at? So, did the driver think, "Oh, I paid for this spot. I'm going to stay here." That's one thing, possibly, but I don't see them. Well, no, they wouldn't have a paid spot where you have to pump the fuel. That a, a truck stop is not going to make a parking space over the fuel hole cover where you're pumping. No, I, I wouldn't think so either. No, I mean he's he was in a spot he wasn't supposed to be, and maybe it was crowded. It wasn't a big deal. Okay, but something triggered the guy. And again, I'm not sticking up for him just because he's a trucker. I'm just saying we're not getting the whole story there. No, I don't think you, we are. Yeah, you don't ask somebody, hey, could you, could you move your truck? 
And then, wait a second, no. In fact, I'm going to get a pipe and beat you up. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. You know, somebody was running their mouth. And, and, and I'll tell you something. Maybe the trucker did get cocky at first. You know, maybe he asked him nicely and the trucker was cocky. And then he reared up and got cockier back with him. Mm-hmm. And, and next thing you know, I mean, w- why a man runs to his truck to get a pipe to beat you with doesn't, I mean, there's there's way more to that story. You can't tell me. I, I don't, don't think they're running. I think he was right there. I mean, if his truck's parked well, over I'm, there. Okay, whether he ran, walked, or turned around and grabbed a pipe. The whole point is nobody grabs a pipe, okay, out of somebody just asking him to move his truck. Even if you're in a little bit of an argument, mm-hmm. nobody says, you know what? I'm done with this argument. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my pipe out and smash you over the head with it. No, I, I agree. They, they, they argued and... Yeah, I mean, and and honestly, if if I got a pipe out, if I got a pipe out... You're just going to light it and smoke it. Yeah. No, if I got a pipe out for real, it'd be because you touched me and hit me or something like that, and I I couldn't... But none of the witnesses said that. I couldn't kick your ass. I'd go get a pipe. But to be honest with you, (laughs) there's there's a reason why the man got a pipe. And again, he might... He's just as in the wrong for going to get a weapon Mm -hmm. as even if the guy provoked him. But... To me, I don't like reading a story that says, I just asked him to move his truck and mm-hmm. he got belligerent and got a pipe and beat me. I, yeah. I, I, I don't, that doesn't float with me. Uh, I agree. Okay. So anyways, moving on. One more, J.J. Uh, Keller. Let's mention J.J. Keller, um, 888-601-2017. These are the trucking company experts. If They're you, your best friend in trucking. Yeah, and that's a good way of putting it. J.J. Keller for just, I, I mean, honestly, peanuts. I mean, if you, it's so cheap, it's unbelievable to have this company monitor all your DOT um, regulations and everything, all of the reports and all the things you have to file every year. These people will be your, literally, they will be your your office, you know, your long distance office that handles all that stuff for you to where you don't have to worry about it. When you go to get audited or anything like that, these people have all your stuff ready for you. You need to call them. Everything good. No, you do have to call them because I believe they also give you updates of any changes to DOT regulations. So like you don't have to worry about finding all that information out. It just gets it for you. Yeah. What's really funny is truck drivers. I love them. Okay. I'm a truck, but the one, and I'm, I'm a guy that I couldn't, if I was, if I owned a bunch of trucks right now, I couldn't keep up with the paperwork. Yeah. I would have to hire somebody. And to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you how many truckers that I met, he just owner operators that when, when, you know, when I worked in an office and you, and you would say to them, Hey, do you, can we see your drug consortium? Oh, uh, what's that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, just drug consortiums alone being part of that or, or, uh, you know, your 2290s or all the stuff that needs to be filed every year. Mm-hmm. And like you said, any new changes and all that good stuff. Here's a company. If you just pick up the phone, call JJ Keller, 888-601-2017. And you know what? Again, I'm going to keep saying this. Any one of these sponsors, you can pick them up for 30 seconds and check them out. Rev, you can call them and go, hey, give me a quote on insurance. I think I'm paying too much. And, and and you may go, damn it, I'm glad we listened to Troy and Ruth Ann, man. We just saved a thousand bucks a month. Or with JJ Kelly, you might pick the phone up and go, Wow, I didn't realize all that stuff you can do for me for just a mere couple bucks. I'm just saying, give our sponsors a shot. We really believe in them and we believe that once you've talked to these guys, they're gonna help you out. This is what Talk CDL looks for. We have many people that call us and asked us to to be uh, have them sponsor us. And we said, especially ones that call us 
and say they want to sponsor Talk CDL, but they're not in trucking. And we said no to plenty of them. Mm-hmm. So believe me, we 100% like our sponsors. Give them a call. Ruthann, you got the word of the day? I do. Yeah. What do you got? Is it a good one? It's different. <laughs> What's that look for? They can't, they can't see you opening your mouth and winking like, ah, this is good. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Holus bolus. Holus bolus. Hocus pocus. <laughs> nope, with an L. Holus bolus. Holus bolus. Holus bolus. It sound that that guy sounds Spanish the way he was talking. Holus bolus. Holus bolus. No. No. Okay. So what is it? All at once. That's what it means. Yep. Holus bolus is all at once. Yep. Really. Yep. Is it? Is it Latin? It's unknown. It's uh, mid-century, mid-19th century, but it's unknown where its origin came from, and it's an adverb. I have, an, I have a question. If it's unknown, how do they know what it means? No, no, no. They don't know where it started from. Oh. So, holus bolus. It's like the word fat, P-H-A-T. Yeah. It's so fat, man. It's not meaning that you're, you know, chunky around the edges there. and you A know. little chunky monkey. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, but they don't know what started it. Okay. It's unknown. So holus bolus is an unknown. Hey, if you guys want to be a guest on Talk CDL, um, let us know if you're coming into the state. We can meet up with you on our mobile setup. If you want to be a phoning guest, also uh, let us know if you're a trucking company or somebody that wants to come on and and uh, tell us a story or two. Uh, by all means, as long as it's not boring, we would invite anybody on here for the trucking industry. Ruth Ann, do we have anything else? That's it. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.